Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Bomber Brothers podcast, brought to you by the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan are back, and Sean, it's a whole different feeling than last week. After losing 8 of 11, the Yankees have now won five in a row, including a sweep of Tampa Bay to move to, what is it, three and a half games ahead in first place, and I mean, doing it in dominant fashion. They won 12-1 today as we record on uh, Wednesday, so I know you've been in Nashville and probably haven't been able to watch much of it, but um, I'll I'll just let you know that it's been very fun to watch. I could imagine. Game day has been my my absolute best friend over the last couple days, and um, yeah, I mean, it's been great to get those updates, especially a game like last night. Didn't think they were going to pull it out, and then they, they, you know, have the big rally. A bunch of singles, uh, and then uh, which I'm sure made all the Yankee fans happy that complained <laughs> about the home runs, uh, and then um, today to just put on the absolute power display. And I mean, if you think about where we were on Saturday, um, the sky was falling. I mean, I know in our group group chat with me, you, and Kyle, we we were freaking out, and um, now we've, now here we are sitting winners of five in a row. Or on on Friday night, we were we were upset. Saturday was when the tide turned. Yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly it turned also because while and I should also preface this with the starting rotation is absolutely still an issue that needs to be addressed and I think everyone knows that but just this last turn of the rotation has just been night and day. I mean, you know, Hap didn't look that great yesterday, but he was able to grind through. It gave up just two runs over 5 and then the awesome quartet of Ottavino, Canley, Britton and Chapman did the rest, but you know the rota- Ch- CC was unbelievably effective today. It was like his cutter just was back out of nowhere. Same could be said about Tanaka with his splitter. I mean, he was getting some strikeouts on some filthy splitters on uh, Monday or Tuesday. That was no, was it? Yeah, Monday. Tanaka uh, was the, Monday. Yeah, the yeah. complete the complete game shutout, and then uh, and then you had kind of a bend don't break outing from from Paxton. So. Everybody looked a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I the this time through the rotation, and it all started right on Saturday was the bullpen day, and then Sunday we got Paxton. So it started with the bullpen day, which again they have going tomorrow. Um, and just you know, I still am not comfortable with the rotation. Obviously, I don't think anybody is, but um, to to be to be able to go through a rotation and and get pre- good starts all the way through especially the one shining one with with Tanaka was huge and i mean i'm hoping that this is the sign of things to come up with Tanaka we've we've kind of seen that he can uh he can give you those and then then take them away so who knows yeah the the only reason why i think i feel a little different and a little more optimistic is because of that splitter because he's been Tanaka's been hot and cold all year he's had stretches of three starts where where he's looked great, and then three where he's looked bad. and But through all of those, the splitter wasn't there. He was getting by on his slider, and but now the splitter looks like it's back. At least it did for one night, and you know if he's just found that arm slot or that grip or whatever it was he was searching for to get that bite back on that splitter, if, if it's back for good, I, I mean, I feel like we could be seeing a much better version of Tanaka the rest of the way, where he still might give up his usual home run here and there but uh, obviously I'm not expecting Monday night every time out but I think we could see a consistently better version of Tanaka if that pitch is going to stay yeah I mean that that's the total difference to him and, and you can almost see it usually like it comes and goes even within innings and I mean we've seen that with him 
we've excuse me we ha- we've seen that with him several times where he'll look dominant and then he'll just absolutely start leaving that up and um if we have that then we have a legitimate starter and and Paxton looks like you know he, he didn't really dominate but he looked a lot better um but let's still add one more log to that fire and and hopefully it's in Severino it sounds like it's not going to be in Montgomery unfortunately but um yeah 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 we'll have to get to Montgomery in a second another one of the latest setbacks, part of the Yankees walking wounded. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I, can you believe after the game Tanaka said that he didn't feel like he had the best feel for his splitter and slider? I, I yeah, wanted to, because... I wanted to try to call him and you know be like, hey, did, did you watch the same game we watched? Because you were pretty unbelievable. I mean, you know how he is. He's always so hard on himself, and um, I think that's just kind of part of his mo, right? He, nothing is ever perfect. Has he ever been like so happy on a after a start? He always finds fault in it, and he's always uh, always beating himself up. So I really wasn't surprised because that's that's what Tanaka always does, right? Yeah, it seems it seems that way. But um, might as well jump to this while you brought it up. But Jordan Montgomery. Uh, off to New York for an MRI on his shoulder, not his elbow. You know, he's coming off Tommy John surgery, so you were worried, oh boy, what happened? So now, you know, who knows, maybe that elbow wasn't back to full strength and he put more strain on his shoulder. I I mean, it's just been a season of Yankees pitchers getting hurt and then getting getting set back because of an injury in another area. You have uh, Severino and Batances having shoulder issues that turn into latch strains. Now you have Montgomery coming back from Tommy John and now he's dealing with a shoulder issue so you know I I personally think that seeing Montgomery this year initially in the first place was kind of far-fetched I wasn't expecting to see him back this year and now I can pretty much guarantee that it's not going to happen so if the Yankees were considering him to be one of their forms of you know a a, one of their own trade acquisitions quote-unquote thinking that they would Mm -hmm. get him back I, I think they I think that ship has sailed now Absolutely. I mean, um, the shoulder is never good. And, and who knows, maybe he was just putting extra strain on it because he was trying to compensate for um, for, the, for the shoulders, uh, for the elbow, excuse me. So something like that is pretty bad. And then you get even worse news. Well, not worse news, but I mean, in terms of, you know, Yankees that have been around for a while, really sad news about Patances. He doesn't even know when he's going to be getting back on. So that's not what you wanted to hear. No, definitely not. It would have been huge to have him back, you know, by the All-Star break and add another electric arm to that bullpen to kind of take away the Holder spot who has been struggling of late. I mean, you add, you replace Holder with another arm that's up to the same caliber as the other four in the back end of the pen. I mean, that that helps your starting pitching situation because you don't have to go as deep into games anymore, but now it looks like that's not going to happen. So I don't know. I mean, maybe when, maybe when a start a new starting pitcher is acquired, or when Severino comes back, you bump Chad Green back into one of those spots because he's been doing fine as the opener. He's 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 been looking better. I mean, he looked dominant his last time as the opener. What he struck out six, uh, he struck out five batters of the six he got out his last mm-hmm. time out. So a little nest and put a little Nestor Cortez in that mix. Yeah, he's he's looked great too. That that slider he's got has been something else. So, so I, I guess there are there are options, but obviously you know what you're getting in Batances. He's been arguably the best reliever in the game since he 
came onto the scene about four years ago. And uh, definitely a bummer that it's probably going to be a while if we're going to see him at all this year. Who knows? Maybe maybe in August. Really can't even speculate now because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I guess on the good news side of the pitching news is uh, Severino extending his uh, his distance Thrown, in Thrown Flacron. on a mound, right? Yeah, he's going to be thrown on a mound next week. So I think on Tuesday he starts throwing on a mound. So fingers crossed another new injury doesn't pop up but and fingers crossed that all goes well with the rest of his recovery because the Yankees obviously need Severino badly if they're going to hold on to this division lead yeah absolutely they um uh their their rotation is fragile but we've seen what it could what it could do this week and having Severino back even though he did go through that dead arm period last year would be huge especially because he should have plenty of rest on his side yeah, that, that would be big to uh, kind of, I mean, I guess if you're looking for a silver lining, maybe this time off kind of eliminates those concerns of the uh, second half dip that you saw from him last season. Obviously, you'd rather just you see him think. in all year. But, but yeah, I mean, maybe that'll help keep his arm a little a little livelier down the stretch and give, the, and, you know, I mean, like, he's the ace. He's one of the He's one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's on top of his game. So hopefully that version of Severino comes back. And then you add in an acquired starter at the deadline. And all of a sudden, the rotation issues uh, seem a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Then the problem is, and I'm still going to say this and bring it up, but they could have acquired a starter last or two weeks ago and would have cost you no prospects. But now it looks like we're going to be shipping plenty out and uh, getting maybe a Marcus Stroman or, or something like that. Yeah, I completely agree. Speaking of the prospects, what did you think of the roster move heard around the world? What, Clint Frazier? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I didn't really think much of it. I mean, he was going to get sent down a day later anyway when Stanton came back. It just They kept talking for one more day, probably because they thought he can play the field and be a little better defensively, I guess. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, they were both getting sent down anyway. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it seemed like Frazier took it well. It seemed like he uh, learned from whatever happened at, at the end of the Boston series when he had that dreadful day in right field. It seemed like he handled it a lot uh, better without incident. So I think the Yankees just want him to play every day. You know, he's been hitting the ball really well. And,. You know, they either want him to continue getting every day at bat so he can be uh, continue to be productive if and when the Yankees need him again, or so that they can continue to showcase his production to other teams if they want to trade him. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. He he took it pretty well. Um, he seemed very upset, and and who could blame him? But I, I really think it was the right move because uh, it's not like he's. Cameron may have been hanging on who's adjusted to a bench role and, and everything like that. He's a guy that you want to continue to develop. I mean, for, for all of what's gone on with him, the, the goal is still uh, to develop him and hopefully he'll become a, a major league player, whether that be here or whether it be used to um, whether it be used to turn him into a piece that we need right now. And um, I was surprised to hear that um, Hal is willing to go, to go as far as he needs to go in terms of over the luxury tax to get to get pieces, so that shouldn't be a detriment. I have a hard time believing that. Then, oh, if, I don't believe that it. for a second. Where's Keuchel it's, then? It, 
Yeah, exactly. So it's like, how did you get outbid for Keuchel if that's your if that's your new philosophy? Philosophy, excuse me. So um, I don't believe that for a second, but it's it's what you want to hear. It's just it's, it's hard to believe. <laughs> I mean, well, why as fans, why would we believe it when this past offseason was brought up to be the the winter that all the money was going to be spent, that all the payroll cutting and getting under the luxury tax, you know, and that didn't happen. Obviously, some great things came out of it, like DJ LeMahieu, but right. you know, I personally would love to have Patrick which we were t- Which we team. were totally on board with, by the way, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't have been more um, behind the DJ LeMahieu signing. It, that's... Um... That's one of the very, the very uh, few times I'm so glad I was wrong, and and that you know he's been he's been awesome. Yeah, no, he's he's been one of the most valuable players on the team. I mean, it's 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 crazy to think that he he has less than half of the total home runs as as a guy like Gary Sanchez. Yet he's almost even with him in RBIs because of how productive he's been with runners in scoring position. He was at I think a 468 batting average, and then he got another hit with runners in scoring position today. So. That number has gone up. I, th- I think that's the best in baseball. I think Katie Sharp tweeted that. If I'm wrong, yeah. I apologize, but he's obviously very close to the top. And, um, yeah, he's he has been incredible. I, I would say, in our defense, I feel like we were more frustrated about what it represented, meaning that once they got him, we kind of gave up on the Machado thing. Mm-hmm. But we also didn't think he would be anywhere close to what he is right now. I thought he would, I thought he would be a really good defend, defender with – a drop off in production when he was away from Coors Field, but that has that has not happened. I mean, you look at you look at guys like Charlie Blackman right now and his splits home and away. I think it was a legitimate concern, but he has silenced those concerns very effectively. He has, yeah. I mean, he's he's become maybe the most valuable bat in the lineup right now. I still think Sanchez has to be uh, brought up in that discussion, but I mean, having the having them started today. <laughs> Yeah, having them both in the lineup has just been awesome for the Yanks. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, it's – I mean, you know, I, I think early in the season when I was ranting, I said I didn't really trust Cashman anymore. Well, I mean, what a slap in the face, right? You got – he brought in the right guys with Urshela and, and, and Mabin just like as scrappy players and, and, you know, signed DJ LeMahieu who's, you know, recorded his like 3,000th multi-hit game of the year in the first <laughs> inning today. Yeah, I think he has the second most in baseball now, right behind Michael Brantley, right ahead of uh, Rafael Devers. Yeah, so well, he's, he's been tearing it up. Rafael Devers and the Red Sox must be tired after that marathon last night, huh? I know, seventeen innings. Jeez, it's it brings you back to those uh, marathons that the Yankees are in. When I think we've talked about this not that long ago, when you when you give up and go to sleep and then something wakes you up in the middle of the night and you just think like, Oh, what's the score? You check on your phone, maybe go out and watch another inning or two. There was the marathon against the Red Sox back in 2015. I think it was. And then the 18 inning one against the Cubs just a couple years ago. Yeah, man, those are brutal. Those are brutal to go through. Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it's it's something that that wears you out, and and another team that's getting worn out is the Astros, who are about to cruise into Yankee Stadium, losing uh, four in a row, three of which to the Reds. And um, I mean, this this to me, even though they're they're scuffling a bit, 
is uh, is a huge test for for the Yanks. I mean, we just beat that. We we we're tied in the loss column with them, but they still have a better winning percentage because they've won two more games. But we just beat down the team that's chasing us, and now we got to beat up on one of the two teams that we're chasing for the top of the American League. Yeah, yeah, this is a good opportunity to get a little revenge. I feel like the low point of the season came at the hands of the Astros very early in the early in the year when the Yanks got swept by them in Houston. Well, Boone told us we were about to turn the corner. Yeah, that's I hear that I hear that from guys like Mickey Calloway a lot, but I guess in his case, I guess in Boone's case that time, he was kind of right. Not that he knew that, he was just saying it, but I guess uh, there was a little Nostradamus there, but um but yeah, so you look at you look at this Astros series. You, they get Altuve back. That's a little scary, given how he's played against the Yankees. But no George Springer. He's still hurt, and I believe they don't see Garrett Cole this series. I, Verlander's on Sunday. He's the he's the one they'll miss. Cole is the yeah. one they'll miss. They they will get Verlander on Sunday, which I don't love. But but yeah, no uh, no Cole, which which I think is huge. Yeah, that's a uh, that that's a bullet miss. But all their starters are are having good years, and I know the the guy pitching tomorrow, um, his name's escaping me right now, but uh, he's been a reliever and he just had two starts, but he's pitched very well. Um, so uh, Valdez, that that's who it is. So Valdez against the opener, and then I think you got Brad Peacock coming in and uh, yeah. Miley. Wait, yeah. So Wade Miley. Well, like we talked about with Ben Lindbergh last week, the Astros pretty much get production out of whoever they send up, given how advanced their player development is. So they're definitely still a force to be reckoned with. That's another thing I was reading about the Yankees' development, about how they've turned all these pitchers into velocity machines. And they said it's basically like they're printing currency because they they work these guys' velocity up and then they become hot commodities on the trade market and uh, and are able to move them. So, you know, it's nice to hear. I, I wish we could – I've actually uh, uh, been reading the MVP machine on my vacation and it's uh, been really interesting, but I wish the Yankees were a little more transparent there. <laughs> yeah, they've been super guarded like – like Ben Lindbergh said, and uh, even uh, I think I think like the Yankees Twitter account did like a four-minute video about the Yankees analytics staff last year, and there was like multiple questions where Cashman was just like, "Well, I'm not going to tell you that, but here's a bunch of generic things." So he it's clearly not something he wants to talk about, and and for good reason because you you look at. You know things like Moneyball and and pitch framing, which uh, the Pirates use so well with with getting Russell Martin for such a small contract back in 2012, I think it was. And and then once the league caught on, once the rest of the league caught on to those um, those aspects of the game that they didn't initially know about, then all of a sudden the playing field is level again. And I guess the Yankees just want to maintain any advantage they think they have. It doesn't seem like they have an advantage in that area against a team like the Astros, but. You know, whatever whatever they're hiding, I guess it's because they want to uh, keep it away from the rest of the league, kind of like they kept Edwin Encarnacion away from the Rays and the Red Sox. Yeah, how have, we, how have we gotten to, what are we, half an hour in almost, and not mentioned that the Yankees got the American <laughs> League home run leader? And um, that they also got the 2017 MVP back. We haven't even talked about that. And they'll hopefully be getting the 2017 American League Rookie of the Year and MVP runner-up back tomorrow or Friday. Awesome, awesome things happening. So, all right, let's let's just touch on those three in order. Then, what did you think of the Encarnacion deal? What did you think of seeing him 
go opposite field. I think that was the first home run he's hit to right field this year. So he is going after that short porch right away, which obviously you love to see. That's yeah. Then his power there will play huge. And I mean, it, he's a professional hitter. He's going to add a ton of power to the lineup, which already has a scary amount of power. And I mean, you see it even when they have the B lineup and there's no landing spot now, because now even the B team is so sick. I mean, it's like the, the mid, the late nineties where you had, you know, Tim Raines and, and Wade Boggs and, and Daryl strawberry, Daryl strawberry, Chili Davis, uh, guys like that coming off the bench. It's just, um, it's an embarrassment of riches and it's, it's great to have. Yeah, I, I love I love the deal, especially because it costed them their t- nothing but their 27th-ranked prospect, uh, who they had acquired from the Mariners in the Nick Rumbelow trade. So Brian Cashman turned Nick Rumbelow into Edwin Encarnacion. So uh, that seems like a win in itself. And, um, and yeah, so uh, and then we have Stanton, who uh, went over four in his debut with a couple of strikeouts, which of course led to the. Uh, a large portion of the Twitter universe complaining about his strikeouts and how he's going to bring this lineup down, which still remains to be among the most ridiculous things I've heard in recent days. But um, I'm super excited to have Stanton back and also am open-minded enough to realize that it was his first game back in three months and there's probably going to be some rust there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a while. I don't know why he's getting booed already. Um, So stupid. It's well, I mean, that's just that's some Yankee fans are like that. And I mean, I understand you get frustrated, but I mean, especially in the kind of game that it was, it wasn't like he was killing them or anything like that. They, they won an exciting game and and he made a um, great catch. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't understand why that uh, why that happens, but it is what it is. Yeah, well, people people are stupid. <laughs> Indeed, they are. Well, moving right along to the next one, Aaron Judge has officially, according to Connor Foley at the uh, Scranton Times Tribune, has officially completed his rehab assignment, which you would assume that means he is off tomorrow and then back Friday. That's what I would assume. And gonna miss him by a day. I'm going tomorrow night after I land in Jersey. But oh, really? Yeah, I'm. I, I'm thinking about going on Saturday. Saturday's a night game, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you figure you figure it's a night game, so you'll still you'll have everyone still in the lineup. I feel like he won't sit anyone because it's not. He'll, he'll probably sit people on Sunday, being a day game after a night game. So I feel like that's going to be one of your first times getting the full, you know, full on roster of, of everyone there. Yeah, that's that'll be you know the 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 great return, right? And who's due to pitch on the Saturday? Great return. Um, Tanaka? I, I hope it's Tanaka, and I'm almost positive it is. Yeah, because I saw a Sunday uh, Old Timers Day is. Oh, yeah, Verla- it's Tanaka. Verlander, Verlander Paxton. It will be Tanaka. I mean, Ver- Verlander Hap, sorry. So I'm writing that off as a loss on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully the Old Timers Day is fun before that. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? They're having some trouble, and hopefully we could take advantage. Yeah, Verlander gave, Verlander got bit by the deep ball in his last start. Hopefully that can happen again on, on Sunday with all the dinger machines back in the lineup and uh, seeing this Bronx Bomber team get back to full strength. But um, real quick, I also wanted to touch on, you mentioned the B team and how there's you know really no let up in this lineup wherever, you, wherever it lands. But I wanted to bring up Gio Urshela because you know, this is something we all expected. 
Obviously, he wasn't going to keep up the 144 weighted runs created plus that he had in April. In May, <laughs> it dropped to 26, but now in June, and I mean, we're far into June. It's what, the 24th already? Oh, it's only yep. the 19th. What am I talking about? But that's still deep into the month, but he has a WRC plus of 65. And his line drive percentage from April has now been cut almost exactly in half. So I think we're seeing some expected regression. Obviously, he's still valuable on the defensive side, but seems like Gio Urshela's uh, glass slipper has yeah, cracked. Exactly, and and been well, given I, to Cameron Maven. I think that's what makes the yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. He he heard he might get uh, get released, and all of a sudden he was just like, "Well, I'm going to turn into Babe Ruth then," um, <laughs> and he's been killing it. But I think uh, part of the Edwin Encarnacion signing really offsets the the trouble with. Gio Urshela because now you can DH one of Voight or Encarnacion and you don't have to play that because remember when we Didi originally came back we were like oh we can do um you know we could do sort of like this merry-go-round and um and DH you know LeMahieu or Torres or, or whoever but uh now I think it's a little bit better you have a deeper bench I mean Urshela is a, a fine you know fine player defensively like you said and now you can have LeMahieu, Torres, and, and you know Didi and Encarnacion and Voight all in your lineup. That's insane. Plus the outfield, it's it's going to be good. I mean, think about when Judge comes back. Now all of a sudden the benches Urshela, Gardner, and um, Urshela, Gardner, Mabin, and uh, well, is it Roman. is it Mabin? What do you think? What do you think the Yankees do? Because he's out of options. So if they let him go. He's going to get picked up. The way he's hitting, a team is going to grab him. So if, if you if you let him go, you lose him. And so, you know, with Judge coming back, what do they do? Do they do they phantom IL somebody? Do they do they let go of a pitcher and send him down? I know you know we know the Yankees like to carry as many pitchers as they can, especially with them having to use an opener every uh, every turn once a turn in the rotation. So you know, where do you think where do you think they go? I mean, do they do they use an opener tomorrow, meaning Cortez eats up a lot of innings, and then when Judge kept, comes back on Friday, you option him down, and then you know buy yourself a few more days to see what else Maven's got left in the tank? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they handle this. I mean, you could do that and maybe explore a trade, um, but I, I don't know. I, I think – do they really need to carry Luis Sessa <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the thing is, he's also out of options, so, you know... Well, that, who cares? He stinks. That's, that That would be my reaction as well, but for whatever reason, they, they like him. They, I mean, the last couple of years have shown us that they're not giving up on him. They continue to let him eat up innings. Uh, he did today, didn't give up any runs, but I feel like, feel like the Rays had effectively given up already when he took the mound, but... I don't know. I mean, he was great to start the year. He was great in spring training, but that obviously was just a blip in the radar. We know what Luis Sessa is, so I, I personally would have no problem letting him go. I mean, with the way Maven's playing right now, and, and with the, you know, you have Stan and Judge both coming back from lengthy stays on the IL, and you have a guy in Gardner who, you know, we should probably touch on the fact that his OPS is almost... 1200 since he threw a helmet into his own face but <laughs> but um but you know he's another guy who we know breaks down in the second half of the year and he's already had to play so much because Stanton and Judge were out so 
it would be nice to have another outfielder who is a plus defender. His sprint speed is in the 90th percentile uh, per stat cast, so he can come in and pinch run. He's he's a valuable guy to have on the bench, especially with the way he's hitting right now. I mean, the last nine games, he's got a slugging percentage over 700. It's, it's hard need, to let a guy go like that. And you need the extra outfielder because they don't want to, they don't want to start playing Stanton every single day in the outfield right away, they've said. So you, you're going to need that rotation, and I'm sure they're probably going to be a little uh, you know, cautious with Judge when he first comes back. So uh, it wouldn't hurt to have the extra, the extra body in the outfield rotation. and He's been really valuable, and both him and Gardner are good leaders on the team. So, I mean, I hope they find a, make, a way to make it work with the bullpen. Um, speaking of which, I, maybe they can get away with um, maybe – a phantom DL stint for either, uh, for, um, what's his face? Why can't I think of it? Holder. No, no, I, I wish I could say that, but what's it? Um, <laughs> Canely, he's, oh. Canely's been getting rocked, uh, you for the so? last two weeks and I don't know. Um, I just got a little bit of a tired arm. I thought Canely just kind of ran into some bad luck yesterday. I mean, he gave up the one run. It was all started by a dribbler up the middle that Torres couldn't, uh, that Torres struggled with on the transfer. I mean, it, could, it I think it went down as an infield single, but it was such a... Yeah, I, I, I was following online, so I didn't really get the full. Yeah, so, so it was a weak <laughs> dribbler up the middle that Torres couldn't handle. Um, and then, or was it Gregorius because the shift was on? One of the two. And then, uh, and then there was a hard grounder down the left field line, and that was it. And then he bounced back and, and got the job done. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe because of the injury he dealt with last year and the fact that he's running low on energy because he doesn't chug Red Bulls anymore. Maybe he could use a rest. Um, me personally, I would, I don't know. I feel like Holder's been struggling. I feel like maybe you can send him down. See if you yeah. can ha- see if you can get him to figure it out. Kind of like Chad Green Chad did when Green. he went down. Yeah. And he's been, uh, he's been money since he came back pretty much. So that's, you know, that's a good point. Well, I think Holder has so much ire in Yankee fans, uh, hearts that we wouldn't be so hopeful <laughs> yeah well it's it's gonna i don't en- i do not envy cashman and the minds that have to make that decision because it's a tough one i personally i i think maven should stay i don't know how you part ways with the way he's been producing i mean if if he comes back down to earth which is likely to happen then you you know then you can let him go then but i mean the way he's hitting right now it would be foolish to let him go, especially with every you know Yankee coming back that's going to need some extra time off before they're eased back into an everyday role. Yeah, I'm. Can you repeat what you just said? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, my, I, I, my head, my headphones cut out. <laughs> it's um, you know, you have a guy hitting that way. I, I think it would be foolish to let him go, especially like you said, when you have so many outfielders coming back that are going to have to be eased back into an everyday role. And there's going to be days off to be had scattered throughout the weeks coming up. Yeah. Like I was saying, it really helps to have that extra body in the rotation uh, coming up. And the only problem is that there aren't many days off um, and you're going to need to work on the rotation. But now that I'm thinking about it, they do go to London at the end of the month and they have two days off built in before and then one after or vice versa. So you could get away with, four man rotation towards the end of the month so maybe that's an opportunity there yeah that's true three days three days off uh well two days off before the london series and one day off after and then you get 
and then you have six games before the All-Star break, so could be able to navigate through that. We'll see. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they have a plan, and we'll make something happen, and hopefully Mr. Maven sticks around, because it's been crazy. Like, it was like, okay, he's going to go, and then he just goes on this incredible tear. And has he always been hugging everybody after home runs, by the way? Because I just noticed it like when I thought he was leaving. Like, it was like, wow, he must be really emotional he's leaving. But he keeps hugging everybody. Yeah, he's giving people hugs, and he's uh, flexing and pointing to his bicep at the camera when he gets back in the dugout. I love it. I love watching him play. It's been so much fun, and I really do hope he sticks around. Yeah, it's been it's it's always fun when you get like a player that has been in the league for a long time on your team, and then you're like, oh, man, this guy's really enjoyable. And, you know, you kind of like – not regret, but you're just like, man, I wish I paid more attention to him throughout his career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I did pay attention to Andrew McCutcheon throughout his career, but also him coming to the Yankees last year made you realize how awesome he is. Mm-hmm. This is a little smaller scale, but, you know, Maven's been so much fun to watch. And so have the Yankees these last five games. It's been a, a huge jolt of adrenaline, especially given how they were playing leading up to this recent stretch. I mean, they couldn't have picked a better time to turn it on given their opponents this week, and hopefully it continues against Houston. Yeah, big reversal after those first two games in Chicago, which were just like a total nightmare. Um, so it's good to have uh, have them turn it around, and now we look towards Houston and and possible trades and, and, and whatnot. And who are, who, are, who are you eyeing on the, uh, the trade block for the Yankees? Well, can we can we rule out Scherzer? Because a lot of people keep ruling out Scherzer. I don't want keep, to. I, I, I don't want to rule him out either, but can we? Because it's not going to happen. I mean, I, I know the Nationals aren't playing well, but even if this year is lost for them, they still they still have Soto, Turner, uh, Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg. So that's already a core that you can build around. And I just... I, I really don't see that happening. It and would take so much. Har- yeah, they didn't even trade Harper last year, so, so their track record anymore. of doing that at the deadline isn't isn't high. No. So I, for me, I think I turn my attention to Marcus Stroman. I yeah, I, you know, another in division trade. I know, I know, but I feel like you can. I, I don't feel like. I don't know, for some reason I feel like the Yankees and Blue Jays, you know, you're not really going to get the price driven up because it's an in-division rival. They've made trades before. Uh And, you know, Stroman has so much experience against the American League East. I get get the want for Bumgarner, but, you know, Stroman Stroman isn't fantastic by any means, but Bumgarner's been a league average pitcher for a few years now. Yeah, yeah I, I I agree. I'm I know that he has the reputation of the the postseason ace and all this intrigue, but I don't. That was years ago now, like not just two years ago. You know, it was four, four five years ago. Yeah, five years ago, and and you know, get, jumping from a lost team to a contender, to, can that give someone a jolt of adrenaline and confidence that brings them back a couple years and helps them find the fountain of youth, maybe. I mean, people point to Verlander last year, but A, Verlander was already turning it around in his last few starts in Detroit, and B, Verlander still has incredible velocity. So it's a little different, I feel like. 
Yeah, I mean, he had turned it around and there were signs there. And and also, I mean, if you read the article about how he got healthy after uh, Kate Upton helped him out and and everything (laughs) like that, there there were signs there that he wasn't finished yet. And obviously he hasn't been, but um, I don't see that with Bumgarner. And especially he pitches in a pitcher's ballpark. It's, you know, him coming over to Yankee Stadium would really scare me. So... You know, are you on board for Stroman or another interesting name? I guess is Matt Boyd if the Tigers decide, but he's another one that's probably going to cost you a, a pretty penny. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm on board for Stroman. I just um, I don't like giving a bunch of prospects, and I don't know how much it's going to take. What, what do you think it will take to get Stroman? I mean, I'm assuming we're starting with Clint. Yeah, I would and I would start with Clint, and then who I, we I, give? I don't know. Not Debbie Garcia. He, no, he lo- no. <laughs> he looks like he's going to be major league ready soon, even though he's still just a kid. He's striking out 15 batters in six innings. The kid is unreal. Yeah, it's, he's been he's been awesome down there. And there was a bunch that came out on him today, a bunch of people that were really high on him. Um, I, mean, I mean, Florial, no, right? He's not going I don't know. I feel like if you, I feel like if the Yankees are going to deal Clint, they're going to hang on to Florial because that's the yeah, other exactly. outfielder. Yeah. What? I mean, Adam Warren's not going to bring Warren and Frazier doesn't get it done. No way. Not Warren. I'm sorry. I mean, we've traded him so many times. It's just Is he back on the team? We don't know. <laughs> he might be. Um, who the heck am I thinking of? Chance Adams. Sorry, he, that's not going to get it done. No, he's been pitching much better in AAA after a bad year last year, but that's still. I don't. I still don't think that would be enough. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. But you know, Stroman three point eight two FIP this year. Boyd has a, a FIP of exactly three. Man, he would be nice to have. But um, I I still wouldn't. I mean, you look at Stroman's numbers and how much better he's been this year aside from last year. Is his WHIP has dropped from one four seven six to one two six eight. His strikeouts per nine are actually exactly the same, but his walks per nine have gone down. You know, the home run surge continues across the league, but his home runs per nine have only gone up by point one. So I I would like those would be my two. I'm I'm kind of on the uh anti bumgarner train. But you seem very very much more on the boyd train. Just if I'm reading the tea leaves. Yeah, yeah. I, I happen to I happen to like Boyd a lot. I would be very interested. Yankees haven't done a trade with the Tigers in a while, have they? Not since the Granderson one. What about uh? What about oh, the uh, three-way Shane with Green? Didi? Yeah, yeah, the three-way trade. Yeah, uh, the Granderson one was a three-way trade too. That one worked I, out. Yeah, Grandy Man was great for us. Yeah, I, I would I would take either. I just they need somebody that they can count on. I mean, you know, oh, it would have been nice to have Keiko. Yeah, Corbin as well, but here we are, and got to move past that, and luckily, despite missing on those two names, the Yankees are still in first place, and getting even more reinforcements back as soon as hopefully Friday with Judge, so I mean, I I assume we once again share what we're looking forward to this week, and and Judge coming back. I mean, just watching the team with Judge is a completely different experience than without him. And he's just such a presence in the lineup and such an enjoyable player to watch. I, I can't wait to watch him dig in with that open stance and uh, take aim at the seats. Oh, yeah. That, exactly 
my thoughts exactly. We're super excited for Judge and uh, excited for hopefully uh, another series win for the Yankees. That would be huge to take three of four from from Houston and keep this train rolling. But we'll have to see. But uh, it'll be a tall order. I mean, honestly, Houston's such a good team. If we split, got to be just you know whatever satisfied with that. But we'll see. Yeah, they have not done well at Yankee Stadium the last couple of years. Yeah. No, they have not. Hopefully that hopefully that continues. But other than that, I think think that's it. I think we covered all the bases. That's so we've we've touched them all. That's all we got. All right. We walked the parrot around and we're ready to go. So thanks everybody for listening. We'll uh we'll see everyone next week. Hopefully with uh bring on another guest again. Took a break this week, but there's so much to talk about, so uh hopefully we'll be back with one next week and until then hopefully enjoy some more Yankee wins and uh, have a great week. See you later, everybody.